0: today we are talking about finding and retracing your footsteps of power and beauty and like running wild right because that's what we're here to do every single day it's just about uncovering and acknowledging and re-knowing who you're meant to be in this world and so we're talking about like how I traced my steps back to that place and how important it was for me to fully embrace like who I am and how I want to show up in this world, not how other people want me to show up in this world. And so we're talking through that moment for me and how effective thinking through that calling back that memory, walking through that moment was in helping me to understand how I'm called to show up in this world and to start healing from the different boxes that I was forced to put myself in and start breaking free from those boxes because they're not helping me to show up how I'm being called. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the death of a dream podcast. You know, this whole journey, the entirety of this work really was based on this idea that I had shown up in life feeling fine, feeling just fine about my life. And I had decided that fine wasn't good enough that I wanted more. And more than anything, I decided that I wanted to live life on my terms for the first time ever. And season one, the very beginning of this podcast, of this daily journal podcast of what a journey out of that place looks like, season one really explores a ton of different paths to what was meant to be my destiny. And now we're moving into season two and there have been twists and turns that I could have never expected starting this a year ago. Starting to just show up and ask questions. And if you wanna start all the way back in season one, you can start there. If you're starting a journey, it's a great place. There's a lot of exploratory vision work that happens. There's just a lot of movement through understanding myself better and understanding what I even wanted my terms to be. Now that we're moving into season two, this really becomes sort of the coaching portion of walking, walking that dream taking those first steps, some of the things that might happen to you, some of the things that have happened to me as I explore and move into this new path. And so it's really just meant to walk along with you. If you ever needed someone to hold your hand, you ever needed a community to support you changing and challenging and growing, that's what we're here for. We're here five days a week to help you keep growing. That's what the Death of a Dream Podcast is all about. And we're so grateful that you're here. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. You are here. I love awkwardly singing. Okay. My great thing from yesterday was and, and was and is. Geez, what a great way to start this morning. You know, I, I told you that we're going to start venturing out. Like, I've had enough time to sit by myself, to sit and decide who I am, where I want to be, how I want to show up, what I want to show up for, how to even balance all of that and I think most importantly as I build this like my focus really needs to be me just understanding that I can build things around and for the things I stand for so like my family I can build a business that coordinates and allows for me to be there for my family right and while that's not always going to be possible like, I can make it possible. That can be my direction. So last night was, you know, the state that I live in is just a little bit um, in the gray area of how to navigate this pandemic, which is probably why we have one of the highest infection rates right now. We've been in a very gray area. We remain in a very gray area. Stuff and restrictions are coming out and then they're being lifted. And so it's just, it's hard period for everyone, for every person who's having to deal with this. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, so some of the things that I've been asked to do for my business, for me to keep going, some of those things are still open. And so last night was an opportunity to go out, go out and start testing. Like, am I still so energetically vulnerable in this world that it makes it hard? to navigate normal life. And how, how do I move through the world with that weight? And right. How, how do you do that? And yesterday, was like one of the probably third experiences where it was like, I didn't just let it all go and have to go running out of the building because it was so hard and toxic. It was just like, it was nice to just exist again, to just exist in a space and like be okay. I was okay. In fact, it was delightful. And it wasn't even like I had to just fend off and only participate with people who brought good energy. It was like most people brought good energy. And even the people who didn't, I wasn't like alarmingly thrown off by them. I just kind of dismissed and I was okay with them not bringing amazing energy. So yeah, like how do you... That's, that's just, I think, an ever learning process as I continue to develop, recognize and understand like my empathetic powers and I will reference them as that. I think (laughs) when I was talking to someone who was helping me understand this gift, right, there was a point and there still are points where I'm just like, I don't like, maybe I want to do it. Because life definitely was easier the other way. Like, can I undo it? And for me, it's been like, you can't now. And how do we recognize and accentuate that? Because that's such a beautiful thing. A lot of people don't have that. But it can be hard to navigate the world as it is. So that takes honing it in. And I think the first step is really just recognizing that as a gift versus a curse. And for probably the last four months, I've been in the space where it's just a curse and it's hard to navigate the world. And I'm slowly transitioning into the place where I understand how to move about freely and how to protect myself from people. that aren't going to be in this like higher vibe space. Okay, that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for your own great thing. We're like jumping back into the world, not full on because the world is not open for full on jumping cannonballs. But we're jumping in like one toe at a time, which hopefully will actually make my transition back to the real world a little bit easier. As I can kind of pick and choose and enter spaces that aren't as heavy, as robust. And that will make everything easier. Okay. Okay, good people. So I was thinking today, this morning I actually woke up and there was this blanket of snow. And it reminded me of like my favorite day that I've ever had. And it's so funny because it's like a, it's a layered day. But these days were the best. These snow days, snow days where you got out of school. And if you don't have snow where you're from, this happens. Probably if you've ever had snow where you're from and you're not used to getting snow, you probably had like a week full of snow days. But you probably all stayed inside and didn't know what to do. Here in Iowa... Snow days are amazing. When I was younger, it was so rare. You had to get like mounds and mounds and mounds of snow because I don't know. I don't know why, but you had to have a lot of snow. And if you had a lot of snow, that meant that you could do epic things out in the snow land. And it doesn't It doesn't snow here like it used to. Like I remember it when I was a kid. And so on these snow days, I was trying to think of like my favorite days as a kid. Like what lit me up? What was amazing about that? And I think it was this. One, I love the silence of snow, period. There's something so beautiful and intoxicating about it. It's like this amazing gift. And for me, silence, true silence, my mind has always ran. And I've avoided that. I've done a great job of avoiding that into adulthood because when your mind is running, but you have nowhere for that energy to take you, that's the number one thing you want to avoid. And when I was a kid, Like I'd go out and there'd just be this clean white sheet of possibility. And so I can remember this specific day and we must've had just a bazillion piles, just feet of snow. And when the snow gets pushed off of the roads, it gets piled up and a lot higher. And so Those are the perfect places to create epic snow tunnels. And my brother and I would sit and plan like city planners. So we plan out our snow tunnel path and we'd make like these snow forts and leading up to all those snow forts were these tunnels and you could enter in different ways. But This was only possible if you got like tons of snow. And now that I'm thinking about it, that's actually probably super dangerous. And I can remember my mom making sure that we didn't build too close to the road because she was in fear that the um, snow scraper, the snow blower would come too close and just like wipe us away. But like all of those tunnels could collapse. Now that I'm thinking about it. Either way, we would make this plan we would make these intricate snow tunnels, snow, snowscapes, snow forts, everything under the snow. And I think, I think it was just like this ability to run and have no plans, right? And who doesn't love that? And now for me, that's like scary, right? Think about Think about your head right now. If I told you that you could just run with any idea that you had and you could just let go of all the structure you had in your life, does that give you a mini panic attack? Um, as someone who just survived that allowance, it's not easy. <laughs> it's, it's hard because for a little while, your mind just spins because we're not used to having that kind of freedom in our lives, right? Right. And so for me, I wanted to take myself back to when I had the most creation. Like, what were the best days? When did my mind thrive? And for me, those days were snow days. Like, one, you're mixing just a canvas of nothingness. You get to create whatever you want. There are no... Rules other than don't do it in the street because you will certainly get caught up in a snow truck. Um, but that's like the one rule. Otherwise, it was just like go outside, leave. You and your brother cannot be inside all day long. Please go outside. And the temperatures were probably super cold, but it didn't matter. You went outside because. I don't know. I can imagine. I can only imagine the type of child that I was. And as I sit here in my fourth week of quarantine with a four-year-old who never stops talking, I can completely understand why my mom was just like, frostbite, be damned. Send these children into the world. I can't, right? And like, some days we'd have two or three snow days. And so my poor mother, my poor mother, um who certainly was home with us. I don't remember my dad being home for snow days. Um, But regardless, here we were setting up in this like perfect tundra of nothingness and allowing our minds to run as free as they possibly could. And so I'm experiencing this with my kids now that we've been sitting at home and for my four-year-old structure like really hurts her feelings even though she actually does really well when we set her on like one thing and I think but for her it's like it has to be what she wants to do it can't be like hey we're gonna set you up on this zoo hunt And you don't like zoo animals, but we're going to set you up on this. And she would just be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. And I think about how my mind works. And we're, we're very similar in that way. And both of my girls have this beautiful ability to like, take one thing and run. So for me, it was like, snow tunnels. but we're not just building snow tunnels, little brother. We are building a snow city. We are building a snow empire. We have tunnels. We have cityscapes. We have like a system we might even need a stoplight in this place. That's how big and crazy and <laughs> in depth and I could remember coming down, to the mound of snow, having this vision, getting work done until the streetlights came on, going in the house, sitting down with my brother, planning out how we expand tomorrow. If we get another snow day, if we're ever so blessed and like continuing to do that work and coming out until it was finished and like seeing it through and continuing to build, no matter how cold it was, no matter how much snow we got, like keeping that going. And my children share that gift as well. And so really it's about understanding how you work. For a long time, I just wanted to change that. Like, Hannah, why do you get obsessed with things and like work furiously and become the best and do everything you can to like perfect and perform and do it. And I had a hard time understanding why I was like that and how how to utilize that. Right? Because sometimes it's like, let's just throw that away. That's a little intense. That's a little much. That's a little extra. Nobody wants to be extra. And I can't really escape that that's who I am. Right? Like when I think about who I was as a kid, when I look at who my kids are and how they operate in this world, I think sometimes we're told to like throw that away. That's you as a kid. That's not going to serve you in this world. But like, it's still just who you are. It's part of your makeup. It's part of your DNA. You can't really escape that. Right? No matter how hard you try. And I was trying, trust me. And the discomfort of trying to cover that person up, of trying to be something other than what you are, that will miss serve you more than anything. And so as we continue to navigate this life together, if you're still listening to this, hey, yo, as we continue to navigate where we go from here, it really is about understanding who you are as a whole person. And so for me, that always comes back to tracing back, Right these kiddo things, those moments where you came alive, where you felt so much joy, like what were you doing? Dive back into those days. Allow yourself to think about the snow tunnels. And for me, trying to recall that memory, it really started with me just seeing myself walk out into like mounds and mounds and mounds of snow, hearing and sitting up and watching the snow, <laughs> the snow things scroll across the screen and waiting for my school to come across and change from a two-hour delay to close. Cause my school was always the last one to go to close. And so <laughs> if you haven't, if you aren't used to this and how school closing works, so it used to be that there would be this ticker at the bottom and it would run across and it would say all the schools like within the viewing area. So probably within about a half hour to 45 minutes and they would come up alphabetical and my school started with a U. And so we were always at the end of the alphabet. And so like on really bad snow days, when everyone had a cancellation, you could be waiting for, I don't know how long It's not like now where you could just go to the internet and scroll to your school. You, this was the only way that you knew unless your parent worked for the school system. And so you just had to wait. And so like your two hour delay, you may be like five minutes away from walking out the door before it changes to closed. Right. And so like the two hour delay was, was kind of like, okay, we're still going to try this. We'll let things melt and settle. We'll get the snow trucks out here and we'll get some stuff cleared and we can probably still make it to school. And so you could be five minutes from walking out the door and then it could change to close. And so as I'm calling myself back into that memory, as I'm trying to call myself back into my body to feel what it felt like to be that person again, I'm like taking myself all the way back through the day. And once I do, I can remember the, the first, I can remember like putting on my snow gear. I can remember hearing that it moved from a two hour delay to a full closed day. And my sister's like just going back to sleep upstairs and me and my brother gearing up to go outside and take over the snow day world. And then I can feel myself walk out. And as I allow myself to just trace back through this memory, I can start to feel what I felt in that day and I can feel and see where my mind was going and the intent behind everything. And like just how in the zone I was for this certain snow tunnel madness that was never going to go away. And we might even start living in this snow tunnel, right? And I'm sure that it was not everything that I am explaining right now. But in my mind, it absolutely was. There were multiple entrances. There certainly were not multiple entrances. There were multiple tunnels leading up to like the bigger place. I don't even know that there was a bigger place. Either way. My ability to go to that place, to work endlessly until the job is done, to keep coming up with new ideas of expansion and beauty and growth and like, how do we keep this going? How do we make this better? That's that's something that I was doing when I was eight, right? And so instead of me saying, oh, girl, you're really good at that. I said, Oh, yeah, having a lot of ideas is really exhausting. And so let's just try to have less. Let's just do less than that. Now, if I had really just looked at that as an effective, helpful skill set, right? And in my mind, it was like, it's a good skill set. It just doesn't really apply to anything unless you're just doing your own thing. And you're coming up with all of these ideas. How do you just become an inventor? right? And this is what I'll tell you. You just become an inventor, (laughs) right? You just start seeing what your mind can do. And I think most importantly, like, let's go ahead and cancel the place where we try to become something that we're not. Because the masking of that is what leads us To these places where we have to like start all over, rebuild entire lives, recreate and re understand our identity and our abilities, and have to go back and trace back to when we were kids to understand how we got to this place, why we feel so lost, why our lives are exhausting us. Like, if we could just go back and take keys from the people that we are the people that we were because those things are telling and they're the beautiful makeup of who you are and who you're meant to be here. Like we can go ahead and keep trying to hide from that because accepting and understanding means that you're one step closer to walking into the true power of who you're supposed to become. And I get it. Run, run, (laughs) run from that. Right? That's a scary thought. We're going to fully embrace the true power of who you are, who you're meant to become, who you could be on this earth. Right? The true power of the goals and the wishes that you have for yourself. You know, for me, that means helping my community, that means helping the people in this state that I live in, that means coming back and understanding what hurt me. So I can understand what's hurting other people and whether that expands globally or not like bottom line, this is what I'm called to do. Bottom line. This is what, this is what I enjoy doing period. And understanding like what value I can add here what is good about my mind wandering perfecting loving pursuing different things having different passions like what's good about that well what's really good about that is my ability to handle multiple things right so let's go ahead and like create that pillar. That's a good thing. The other thing is like this ability to just zone in so blindly and beautifully into whatever project it is and give it my everything and my like tunnel vision for what this project is going to look like. That's a good thing. There's another pillar and my ability to just create, to take it wherever it needs to go to keep it going, to keep expanding and adding tunnels and like thinking of how we get a stoplight in this snow fort. Like, that's another amazing pillar. But when you try to confine that and you try to fit it into spaces that already exist, right? You can imagine why there were pain points, right? It's trying to cap off who I know to be true to who I am. And I think the beauty of... Everybody's individual contribution to who they're meant to be is that, right, it's different. You're probably listening to my thing and it's probably like, wow, that's a really strange group of things that make up who this person is. But when you think about it, what an amazing Ability, like how amazingly that lends itself to my ability to do this, to my ability to come up with different books, for my ability to pursue a life of serial entrepreneurism. Like, that's such a specific, beautiful skill set for that. And as you kind of go through and chalk up your own kind of pillars, right? Some of them may fit into what exists. For me, it just didn't fit cleanly in anything that existed, right? The cleanest version look like me being able to chase and expand and do. And that also means that there's a lot of madness in store for me because I'm just following the things I want to follow right? And the things that I'm passionate about right in that moment and the things that I want to do. And that can sound exhausting and scary. And all of those things, I still experience that fear of like really letting go, really trusting that this is where I'm supposed to be and that it's okay to keep following this path because it's going to lead to something. I don't know what, but it will, right? (laughs) Right? I'm just, right? It's it's going to, right? Yeah, because it already has. And <laughs> the path will unfold should you fully acknowledge and embrace the gifts that you've been given in this world. And yes, sometimes that means you're going to have to leave the comfort of the things that you've relied on to keep your gift contained not always sometimes we're perfectly aligned with where we are right but sometimes we are gonna have to leave that because sometimes that holds us back and what I really want you to start doing is just start tracing back when when the last time you felt in your full self I can remember times long after this specific snow day that i'm tracing back to but this snow day this one snow day i know that my mom made cookies i know that it was amazing i know that i barely wanted to come in for lunch but this one day like i can just remember all the cylinders of my brain lighting up with possibility for this day for what we were going to do, who we were going to do it with, how we were going to do it, continuing to build, and grow this snow fortress. Like that day for me was everything firing and everything lighting up. And so if you can trace back and really allow yourself to sit in what you were feeling and what excited you about that, you know, for me, the ability to like endlessly expand, the ability to endlessly dream for what this was going to be, the no time restrictions, like the ability to wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> and work on this snow for it, like that was amazing to me. Just being able to expand in such an endless window of time helped my mind to even dive in further. And so that's what I want you to start thinking about. When were your lights firing? If they've long burned out, when's the last time that they were firing? When's the best moment that you can recall that those things were happening for you, that you were lit up, right? That you couldn't cover your light. If you wanted to take yourself back there, walk through that moment with yourself. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, want to check out more on the death of a dream and on me, your host. Uh, You can head over to Hannah That's where you'll find everything. Everything that there is to know about me, the work that I do, and about where the death of a dream comes from. We have blog posts there. You can sign up for the newsletter, which is basically just a guide on how you navigate through the things that we talk about every week. So head over there. You can also find all of my beautiful guests over on my Instagram. We have YouTube. We have the book. We got all the things. If you want to connect, you have questions, you need more help than we've given you on the podcast, go ahead and head over there. I'd love to connect with you.